Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are back. We are back. Hour number two. Everybody on the network, good to have you on board today. Uh, talking about the positives and negatives coming out of the uh, preseason for the Green Bay Packers. What uh, what positives did you see? What uh, I'm not going to say negatives. What what concerns do you have? Phone lines are open, 877-867-1670. You can find us there. Um, the Also, by the way, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, nine in a row. For those that are just coming on the network, I have said if the Brewers win tonight, we will pull the Wayne Larravee, there is your dagger, and call the National League Central. Meanwhile, the NFL teams must finalize the 53-man roster by 3 o'clock Central Time today. The Packers letting go of Pat O'Donnell yesterday, their punter. A little bit surprising, but we shall uh, we shall see what the future holds, obviously. But now who uh, who does and doesn't make this roster? For the Packers. Meanwhile, you've got some other news. You got to Jonathan Taylor generating some interest from teams looking to trade for him via the Colts as he uh, wants out of Indianapolis. And I understand why. I get it. So uh, you've got Jonathan Taylor looking for a new team. Uh, but you're going to have uh, the you're going to have a ro- group of roster movers and shakers coming up over the next 24 hours. Over the next 24 hours, you're going to have a whole bunch of people out there scrambling to find maybe upgrades for talent on their own team, cutting back some of the talent they have on their team. So you're going to have a lot of shaking and moving and such going on, and I'm sure the Packers are going to be a part of that. They're going to pick somebody up off a practice squad. They're going to you know, kind of build their their practice squad as well, and we, uh, we shall see how it all formulates before it's all said and done. Who may or may not have played themselves into position to really be um, – if I had to predict the wide receivers right now, um, I would say Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed for sure. Um, then you got uh, Dontavian Wicks, Samari Torre. I Malik Heath. I think he's probably made this team. Grant, would you agree? I would agree, and it looks like he posted something on Instagram that he was celebrating just a little bit ago. So the Packers must have told him he's on the roster, yeah, even though we haven't seen anything official yet. Okay. Well, uh, I have not – I was not watching Twitter. i got to watch Twitter today. No, I'm I'm combing everything. I'm trying not to miss anything. I'm checking Instagram. I'm checking Twitter or X or whatever it is now. Um, Yeah, and by the way, there are a lot, and please be aware – once uh, Twitter took away the blue check mark capability for many, um, the uh, the uh, blue check mark's gone on a lot of these uh, these names. And I know there's a couple of reporters out there that people have pirated their accounts. Uh, and no, uh, because I just got one from Anderson who said, "Hey, Bill, did you see the Packers let go of Jordan Love? This is a stunner." No. No, that's not happening because you the, look at the uh, – it's it's not from Doug Cleveland or whatever it is. It's the, – the, <laughs> the account says cleavage. It's a fake account. Look for that, too. You really got to be sure. Uh, really got to be sure. The big news of the day is uh, Von Miller. He's going to stay. He's not going to be coming after Rodgers in uh, week one. Von Miller going to stay on the pup list. 
So that news came out today. I was man, I was hoping he was going to make it back. I wanted to see Von Miller getting after Aaron Rodgers. How about the bar? Did you see the the bar in Milwaukee? I think it is uh, Grant that every time the uh, Jets lose when Rodgers starts a game, they will pay your bar tab. No kidding. That's good marketing yeah. right there. I like that. That is. Yeah, that is. Um, we might have to do a show from there. I, well, I heard I, maybe they were they were going to run the same deal at the wagon wheel. Is that true, or is that just a rumor that I that I heard? We, we can run that same deal because there is no tab at the wagon wheel. <laughs> I suppose we yeah. we don't charge anybody for anything downstairs. As a matter of fact, we welcome in drinkers because, and I'll be quite honest with you, and it's one of those uh, embarrassment of riches. Uh, when we do the the parties, the house parties, and we kind of load up, you know, on stuff we do. I I, I tend to overbuy. But it sits in the uh, it sits in the, the liquor room, and uh, there are times where we've thrown parties and had people over just so we could clear out some of the inventory, so to speak. Because you want to keep it fresh, you don't want to let it sit year to year from party to party. But uh, yeah, we you know, we don't charge, we don't charge down there. Uh, this one's from uh, Eric. Eric says, uh, "Hey, Bill. Yeah, no, Eric. <laughs> Eric's like freaking out too. Can you believe the Packers released?" Jordan Love. No, they didn't. Look at the Twitter account. You really, really, really got to be sure that it's the actual uh, official Twitter account. So, you know. Dontavian Wicks, <laughs> I checked Instagram, also posted something kind of celebrating. So it looks like Wicks is on the team and uh, Malik Keith as well, for sure. There you go. I thought Dante, when, when we just went through it, I thought Dontavian Wicks would make it. The, the guy that's probably sitting on the bubble right now is Grant DeBose. That's the guy that's on the bubble. I don't think Bo Melton's going to make this team. Um, but I think Grant DeBose is probably... He, he started out with a back injury that was non-football related. Whenever you come into camp banged up from something you did on your own when the Packers didn't have a control of it or any team doesn't have control of it, especially if it's not something that... You know, it's one thing if you're lifting and they say, hey, go lift and go work on your core strength and this and that, and you're doing squats, okay. You can say, oh, man, I, I tweaked something doing some squats. Okay. At least you're trying to better yourself. They can see that. But say you're doing something stupid like playing basketball or, you know, you're playing with your kids, baseball in the backyard, you're not really watching yourself take care of yourself as, as camp is on the precipice. They get, they, no matter how innocent it may be, the teams get pissed at that because you suddenly are not available to them because of something you did outside of the realm of what they told you to do. Uh, very dictatorial in that case. So Grant DuBose coming in with the undisclosed back issue, the non-football-related injury, uh, I think he might be sitting on a bubble right now. That, that's the bubble that you're waiting to see if it's going to burst or not. You think Samari Toure is a lock to make this team? I think he did enough last year to warrant the opportunity. Um, it's a good question, though. Well, who, I mean, know, who knows anything? If, I mean, if they I'm cut him loose, th th there's two things. One, Samari Torre, I thought, did a pretty good job with Aaron Rodgers last year when you had Romeo Dobbs uh, got nicked up and Christian Watson was coming back from injury. So I thought Torre did enough. But he's also one of you. There's only two other veterans besides him. You know what I mean? He's He's the only other guy that knows it other than Watson and Dobbs. Otherwise, everybody else then is a rookie. I don't know if you can do that. So I think just because he's been there, he's probably a lock. 
Um, if, if maybe, Grant, maybe a percentage would, that, that's available, say, instead of a sure. lock, I'd say maybe 80% of him would, is making this team. Sure. Experience is important because, you know, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, all of a sudden, they're your, your longest tenured wide receivers. They're your veterans. Right? You need a little bit more. So I, I yeah. think you're making good points. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Grant Dubose um, might be the guy that's sitting on the bubble right now. I, I don't think they're going to keep seven. I could be wrong. But I think they've got a, a, a really embarrassment of riches when it comes to really good good offensive linemen. And I think they're going to want to hang on to a couple of these guys because they're going to get snagged. Other teams are going to grab them. And I don't think you can just start sneaking all these guys to the practice squad to have to keep your embarrassment of riches. So I think they're going to go with six wide receivers rather than seven. I could be wrong. If, if say, they, say, they go shorter on the – I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they only go with two tight ends instead of three, which I don't think they're doing. I, I think they're going to keep Josiah DeGuara. I think they're going to – I think you're probably looking at Emmanuel Wilson, Tyler Goodson, and Patrick Taylor, Patrick Taylor being the front runner. But Emmanuel Wilson certainly made a name for himself um, this season. So, I, you know, Emmanuel Wilson, again, now he didn't have as big a day. He had the one 17-yard carry uh, that he kind of burst through uh, against Seattle. But he was, again, your leading rusher. Patrick Taylor, six carries, 24 yards. Not a bad day at the office. A.J. Dillon, five for 24. Um, but I, I think Emmanuel Wilson, they really they used him because they wanted to get a good look at him. And he averaged over four yards a carry in the preseason. Four and a half, five yards a carry in the preseason. And if you still... Uh, I think it's just under four if you take away the 80-yard gallop. But I don't think you can. you got to put all that together. So I think Emmanuel Wilson made, made, a, made a real push for this team. Uh, put it this way, he got 17 attempts when Patrick Taylor only got six. 17 attempts when Patrick Taylor only got six. Tyler Goodson pretty much a non-factor. Um, and, and, you know, not being able to carry the football so if grant dubose gets released i got nothing personal against him but i will breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief because anytime you say grant dubose or mike clements is on here and says grant dubose i immediately back here in the studio perk up and think that i'm i'm messing something up or i'm supposed to be playing some audio for mike or i'm supposed to be answering the phone my anxiety will be in a better place if if grant dubose isn't on the team (laughs) grant dubose gives me anxiety please cut him Oh, yeah. Best wishes uh, and, to him on his next team. And, well, Grant, Grant DuBose, very well, if he gets cut, he'll be brought back. They'll bring him back. Yeah. I, I can see him being a part of that practice squad. Um, but I think uh, whether or not they keep Patrick Taylor or Emmanuel Wilson, we'll wait and see. But I think Tyler Goodson's going to be – he's going to be a practice squad guy if they take him there. Um, then you've got Colby Wooden's made this team. Jonathan Ford, you would assume, has made this team. Carl Brooks, you would assume, has made this team. Probably Chris Slayton, uh, Antonio uh, Moultre, uh, both are going to be, you know, cast-offs. Uh, Kingsley Angabari certainly has had a good uh, good pre. Uh, you've got Aaron Mosby, who's probably uh, going to be cut. Uh, I would not be completely shocked if Tariq Carpenter, uh, uh, although Pierre, Marvin Pierre did not do much in the preseason, but you've got McDuffie, you've got... Uh, Eric Wilson, um, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary. Uh, you've got a pretty good uh, Lucas Van Ness. You've got a pretty good group of guys 
already at that linebacking position. You might be as strong and as deep in the linebacking position as you've been in a while. But middle linebackers, um, I would assume Tariq Carpenter's might be a, bu- uh, a bubble guy. Marvin Pierre's probably gone. Um, was it Brenton? Brenton Cox probably gone. Um, but there, there may be a surprise here or two. I think Carrington Valentine's as solid as solid gets. He's he's shown a lot. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you're, you're you're thinking differently, let me know. Uh, by the way, uh, the uh, I, I want to get to the Brewers because uh, I think it, they deserve it. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have been pitching wise, they've been really good. The clutch hitting. Are we now looking at the deals that were made? That now were because early on they weren't really reaping dividends, but now they are. Are we now looking at the deals that were made early on when they brought in Santana? Did I loved Santana? Was it yesterday or the day before? What? No, it wasn't yesterday. It was uh, Sunday. Sunday. I love the fact that Carlos Santana rolls the ankle going back into third base and refused to come out of the game. Did you see that, Grant? I did, and every Brewers fan on Twitter was ready to break down. They're like, oh, the team's finally playing well, and Carlos Santana's hurt. And then he stayed in the game. He stayed in the game. I love it. I mean, Willie Adamas, we know he's hitting the hell out of the baseball uh, when it comes to power. 21 home runs on the season now. And, oh, boy, did I get a lot of tweets and emails and such. Was it yesterday when uh, uh, Christian Yelich hit his uh, 17th of the season? Because, remember, it was 18 or under. I said 18 or under. And uh, Ben took eighteen, uh, took nineteen or over, so he's one away from hitting eighteen. Do I, mean, I, I get I can, Ben's winnings now that he's gone? Do what's his prize, and do I get it? Maybe you reap the rewards. Yeah, I can't remember what it is we we bet. Might have been dinner or something like that. Might have been dinner like down at Calderon Club. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, you can you can uh, you, you know what you can do. What would be the ultimate? is if indeed Christian Yelich hits 19 or more, is we'll go to dinner, sit down at Calderon Club, and then take a picture of it and send it to Ben. <laughs> that will just get him. That will just get him, you know. Either that or we'll just make some kind of phony gift certificate that you get to play, you know, four rounds of golf at Whistling Straits and four rounds of golf at Aaron oh, Hills. No. And, we'll, we'll, and you'll have you'll hold it up and say, Ben, thanks for making the bet with Bill for Christian Yelich going at 19 home runs or more. Here's he, here's Bill's way of thanking you. Yeah, he, he'll he'll pass out. He'll just he'll fall over dead. Oh no! So, get him a get him a ticket into the a fake ticket into the Masters or something like that yeah. for next. Break. Oh, exactly. That might exactly, kill him. Yeah. That might oh, actually that, kill him if we prank yeah. him that way. Yeah, that would be. We'd have to. We'd deal. We'd have blood on our hands if we did that. No doubt. But yeah, Christian Yelich is obviously still still hitting above two eighty and still still hitting the ball. So give him credit and playing some better defense. He still doesn't have a strong arm, but playing much better defense. Willie Adamas is continuing with the power. Wilson Contreras, or William Contreras, should I say. The last I looked, he's like up around 280 now. And for those that haven't really paid attention, Contreras has been a hell of a contributor. A hell of a contributor. Hell, even Joey Weimer's come up with a few base hits along the way. Rowdy Telez, since he's come back, his average is above... 200, approaching 220, gives you the long ball again. And Montessario has cooled off a little bit uh, for the most part. But then you look and you look at Santana, who was hitting one, I think it was like 170-something. 
Now, hitting 218 or 220 or 225 or whatever the hell it is isn't great, but for where he was, he's now acclimated. And it's like he he finally got comfortable and now he's he's playing pretty well. And I love the fact love the fact that on Sunday he rolled the ankle against San Diego, going back into third base. And you could see it, man. He came down on it. It just buckled. It was just like, oh, oh, you know. But then got up. He looked like he was writhing in pain. Got up. And, and here comes Craig Council and the trainers. And they're bending over like, are you okay? What's wrong? You know, how, how bad is it? And he gets up and he, like, waves them off. Like, nah, no more. No. And then they're like, and you could see Craig pleading with him like, Dude, you don't have to stay in the game. Let's get you out. Let's get one day. Let's get. And he's like, and he's like, like no, you know, like you're, you know, like if if he was a pitcher, he would have put the ball behind his back and said, no, get the hell out of here. And he jogged down the line and he was like telling the crowd, like I'm, I'm good. They're not. Screw them. I'm staying in. And I was like, I'm sitting at home going, yes, yes, I love that. I love the spirit. I love the fight. Something has clicked in this team. Now, as soon as I say that, I don't want to see them lose. But uh, I just, I'm, I'm excited. And if they win tonight, tomorrow on this program, we will claim the NFC or the uh, the National League Central. We will claim the Central. We will throw out a dagger tomorrow. Screw the Cubs. And, oh, by the way, I have no idea who it was, but the guy that said the Cubs were going to beat the Brewers six straight and win the division and was giving me all the crap, was I think it was last Friday, about how the Brewers say nowhere to be found today. Nowhere to be found. You must have thrown on your helmet, greased yourself up, and just spread it wide open and then climb back up into the mom womb because you're nowhere to be found. So back in the basement you go, throw the uh, plastic cover over your keyboard so you don't get anything on it, and go back to living your life and put the lotion in the basket. Because you're done. Done. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Got to say thanks to our friends at Point Brewing. Uh, terrific uh, beverages over the weekend, by the way, and had a few of them on the golf course yesterday, which was nice. Um, but uh, good weekend. Oh, sat, uh, Sunday, I had a little overserved on Saturday night, I have to admit. Uh, we've been completely on the go when it comes to all the different details and things that we've been doing for the motorcycle ride. And we can't thank everybody enough for signing up, but we're not done. I'll talk about that later. But uh, I got uh, way overserved on Saturday night, I have to admit. Went to a house party and took some with us, you know, in a cooler. And they had some stuff there. And, yeah, that did not end well. But I was happy to say that, you know, Cider Boys was going down rather, rather easy. It's that good. That's our friends at Point Brewing. Brewing excellence since 1857. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show brought to you by our friends at Master Z's and uh, we start to turn our sights towards fall. We do. 
indoor stuff, or maybe family gathering outdoor stuff like fire pits, gas, and wood, both. Uh, there's still grills and grill accessories, a lot of end-of-season deals going on right now at Master Z's, but start thinking about uh, the top-quality pool tables, uh, gaming inside, such as shuffleboards and dartboards and all the accessories that go along with it. And they even do the bars and the bar stools. And, man, your setup can be extremely nice right on the end. Make make your outdoors indoors because everybody worries about outdoor, uh, you know, settings and such and the comfort comfort and usability of that space. Now indoors. Make it nice. That's our friends at Master Z's. And the quality is, like, second to none. Uh, it just is. So that's the reason people come from all over to go to Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield, whether it's going from the nor- coming from the Northwoods. Uh, or if you're coming from Illinois, either way, uh, 262-746-5931 for all the in-store specials. As they say, see it today, have it tomorrow. Unless, of course, you're just going to walk out with an Adirondack chair or something like that. Just put it in the back of the truck. Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, that's our friends at Master Z's. I highly recommend you give Rob and the gang a call and uh, check out all the uh, specials. Uh, 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931. Um, so uh, we were talking about, uh, so far, Packers preseason and what you discovered out of the preseason. The good and the concerning. Uh, we've talked some Brewers baseball. The one thing we have really not discussed is the level of hype and excitement for what is about to take place for real on Saturday. I can't rental. Uh, Grant, have you seen the jump around special they did on ESPN? What is it, like a 30 for 30 on the jump around tradition, or what is it? Well, it's just, I don't think it's a 30 for 30, but it is a long piece on the tradition of jump around and Everlast and and the, uh, you know, how the music was chosen and the the tradition of jump around. It's It's been really cool, and they played it all weekend long. And in, like, every other sports center, they did a special on it during the college uh, – college game day uh, crew and the preseason show that they did and uh desmond howard was talking about it kirk Herbstreit was talking about it i mean it, it a huge piece on jump around and the excitement for badger football and it, it was i don't know if anybody saw it touch base with me but it was incredibly well done and if you're not excited for badger football this year i i you know obviously you're then a michigan fan i guess but man, it was uh, it was really well done. I I can't get over. This is probably going back to even you know maybe coming into the year that Ron Dane could possibly break the rushing record. This is probably that kind of level of hype for a season for the Badgers that I can remember remember in a long time, in a long long time, because the the hype uh, for uh, the hype for Luke Fickle and what the possibilities at Wisconsin are is amazing. Just awesome, just awesome. So I'm 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 right there with a lot of a uh, lot of you. I'm I'm excited for for Badger football. They get underway against Buffalo coming up this Saturday at Camp Randall, uh, which by the way it's going to be hot. I mean I know they they keep predicting you know like the temperatures the the heat we're going to be well above average by Saturday and Sunday. Um, some places say in the mid-90s. I don't know. What does it say in Madison? Do you know off the top of your head, Grant, what the weather's supposed to be in Madison? For this weekend, give me three yeah. seconds and I will tell you. 
pop open okay. the weather app. Because I know that uh, they are predicting warmer than normal temperatures in the Milwaukee area, uh, upper 80s. Yeah, 87, 90s 87. on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, the heat is coming, and upper 80s. So the field turf, uh, because I mean, it used to be really hot with just AstroTurf. Everybody remembers the old flat, you know, nasty AstroTurf. But because of the rubber pellets, if I'm not mistaken, the rubber pellets that they put down in the field that they, they kind of rake into that thing to kind of hold it in place, um, I, I think it makes it even warmer because it darkens the field, which makes it hotter, which absorbs heat. So if it's 80-something, you know, on, I don't know, if it's 80-something on Saturday, got to figure it's going to be 102 degrees or something like that on the field uh, for the Badger game. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be kind of crazy. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, AutoCat says, how lucky is Trey Lance for getting traded to the Cowboys? He can now go through the Mike McCarthy quarterback school. First of all, let me, two things. I never thought Trey Lance was any good. I thought he was a he was a product of the hype machine. I said it then. I'm on record saying it, so I have no problem saying it now. I'm not a prisoner of the moment. The whole thing, uh, I know you're saying it sarcastically, AutoCat, about the Mike McCarthy quarterback school. I'll agree. He may get a little better, uh, but I'll say this. Out of that whole trade, who gets the worst end of the deal? Dak Prescott. Because now Dak has... It, and again, Trey Lance, never really going to do anything in the National Football League, in my opinion. I never thought he was that good. So, but now Trey Lance, with that number one pick stature behind his name, is, in theory, going to put pressure on Dak Prescott. They traded for him in case Dak, because at the end of this season, they got to make a decision on Dak. And they traded for Trey Lance to say, Dak, here's the next guy. All the interceptions, all the crap, the inability to take us over the top, can't win in the postseason, all that, yeah. We're not going to pay you this exorbitant amount of stupid Jerry Jones money if you if, if you can't win in the postseason. Because it, much much like in Green Bay, you get a small window of opportunity to prove yourself, and after that it's Super Bowl or bust. Well, the Cowboys have been screaming Super Bowl or bust since Jerry Jones left, and, and Barry Switzer took over, got lucky once, and called it a day. But, yeah, no. No, he's Dak Prescott clearly now has pressure behind him, clearly. And I love it. I love the drama in Dallas. We all do. Everybody's got drama. New York's got drama. Dallas has drama. Green Bay has drama. Everybody's got drama. But this, this when they traded for Trey Lance, that was – that was a the salvo over the bow. Pac fan said, "Why did Romo last in Dallas for so long?" You know, uh, that's a conundrum. He was just steady. He was never great. He was never bad. Terrible, I should say. But he was steady, and he handled it and. That's a great question. And, and the other thing was is because they never got anybody, drafted anybody, or put anybody better than him behind him. 
until Dak Prescott was ready to take over? So that's a great question. And and here's another part of that, Pac fan. Jerry Jones falls in love with guys. He fell in love with Dak. And why he gave him that stupid contract, no idea. Didn't have to. Didn't have to. Um, you know, it's kind of like when Daniel Snyder fell in love with RG3. You know? And RG3 was the best. And we all could see RG3 was good, but he was, you know, he, again, a guy could run. He threw, you know, a few good passes, and but he ultimately got hurt and couldn't come back. But, yeah, I think it was just because Jerry Jones falls in love with guys and they're the best and Jerry's the best evaluator of talent and, you know, and, you know, Dak coming in and, you know, kind of getting off to a fast start and Jerry thought, this is it, this is our guy. And, you know, just, but you, you could just, sometimes you can just see, you know, you can just see. And I can't, I cannot put my finger on, I can't put my finger on talent. You can't. But what you look at is big players show up in big moments, okay? Then there's there's this level of greatness that's going to happen, right? So big players show up. Then there's players that are good. They're going to get you to the doorstep, but they're not a big player, Right? Um, and then there's players that, you know, the team is winning with, but not necessarily because of. When you look at the, the – remember, Dallas had a hell of a defense. And Zeke was in his prime, had a good run game. He's jumping into kettles for the Salvation Army. And they're having big, you know, high prolific wins uh, on national television and such. I mean, you know, so – you can see all of that, and there's this energy, and you're like, we're winning, you know. But, again, this goes back to, like, when I look at certain things with the Packers. I I go back to the year that they were undefeated, and things are great. Things are great. And that was my first year working with Gary Ellerson. And Gary and I both said, "There's, there's something not right here. They're winning. Can they continue this? That was always our question. Can they continue to win this way? Just dominating offensively. But defensively, they're not as good. You can see a little slippage in some play. You know, here we go. Clay's banged up again. Charles is moving around. They lost Cullen Jenkins. You know, I mean, you could kind of see some things shifting. That that feeling, that mojo was not there. And offensively speaking, they were just running all all over everybody. And then... Romeo Cornell and a bad Kansas City team beat them. And I looked at Gary, and Gary and I said, that's the way you beat this team. You punch them in the mouth. They're not a tough team because teams are so afraid of them, they're backing up. But the one team that said, we got nothing to lose, Romeo Cornell was an interim head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he was the, full head, the full-time head coach that year. But I think it was an interim. It was like they, they he had nothing to lose. He's, so he said, look, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down our way. And they punched him in the mouth. 
And we both looked at each other, Gary and I, and said, that's how you beat this team. And sure enough, that's how the New York Giants beat that team. And the defense was slipping, and they found a lot of holes over the middle, and they didn't close those holes. So sometimes, you know, again, the old adage is, uh, for a reason, the old adage, winning is the ultimate deodorant, but you got to look for the stink. Because somebody, somebody will find the stink. And I think that's kind of like when the, the Cowboys were really, really good. And don't get me wrong, Dak had a t- tremendous rookie season. But there were some things there that you went, eh. you know, you're kind of looking for the step up. And year after year after year after year, you always were saying, when is Dak going to become the greatest? And after a while, he's just not. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. studio today uh not for long though i'm going to be heading to lacrosse later this afternoon get off the air and boom over to lacrosse i am going to try uh, i got a couple of people that asked trying to get over to buzzer billy's before i have to get over to the uh, celebrations for the cigar dinner tonight so i i'm going to try i promise you uh def- depending on how fast i get out of here and what the highway's like heading over to lacrosse i'm going to get to lacrosse tonight get to buzzer billy's uh, get over to the cigar dinner. The cigar dinner is over. Got to get back. Uh, we got a meeting first thing tomorrow morning at 630 uh, down at the Harley-Davidson Museum where we are going to uh, kind of finalize all the details for the HDQ weekend that's coming up. And then uh, tomorrow night going to be on the stage with Bella Kane uh, at the uh, Budweiser Pavilion promoting the motorcycle ride. Thursday, we're going to be doing the live broadcast from the museum. Looking forward to that. Thursday night, it's bike night down at the museum. And then Friday, any details we have to go over or things we have to pick up, drop off, whatever, uh, getting it all ready for the motorcycle ride. Uh, Tim Duffy gets into town. we got a house full of people. Uh, i got all kinds of stuff happening around the house. we got all kinds of people that are going to be here. I think, uh, I think, Grant, we've got every bedroom full. We've got the great room with uh, some people either sleeping down there, I possibly think. I know we've got air mattresses that are going to go in the studio, and then the RV is going to be full of people. See, this is why I I don't have extra bedrooms. It's not because I I can't afford a big house. I I totally could. I I just don't (laughs) like the... I don't, I don't like the house guests. Bill, I don't don't want to derail the show. You mentioned lacrosse. Uh, I saw on Twitter earlier today through one of the, the local news outlets... Um, there is one of the last operational World War II landing ship tanks that is riding the Mississippi right now, and it's docked in Lacrosse today in Riverside Park. And I tweeted a video at Wisco Grant. When I lived in downtown Lacrosse, I loved going down to the, the Riverside and I just watching big barges go by. I, I love mm-hmm. a good ship. If you're in downtown Lacrosse, you got to drive over into the park and peek because I'm watching the video. This thing is cool. This okay. Is cool. Okay. I, uh, I'll, I'll try to do that. Absolutely. You got to do it for me. Do it in my spirit because okay. I wish I, I was there to see this. I was also I also wish I could go to the cigar dinner, but I got to you know do my own yeah. show. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'll try to get over there and check that out. Swing by Buzzard Billy's, have one, check out the uh, the ship, and then uh, get across the uh, the bridge over to celebrations, do the thing, and then back tonight. So 
that's uh, that's kind of the the next well less than 24 hours actually but from here it's about so the drive from madison is what about two hours lacrosse to madison is two and then to milwaukee is is three so pretty round number either way like from me for me it's about two and a half hours about five hours worth of driving coming up tonight so hey uh, by the way speaking of things that uh now we haven't talked about this speaking of things that are different uh did you see the atlanta braves outfielder ronald acuna jr confronted by a couple of fans in right field during the game at Coors Field. Yeah. Uh, he got knocked over. A bunch of fans sev- just rushed up to him, right? Right. Uh, there was an individual who ran onto the field uh, to take a selfie. And security got out there. Uh, and while the security worker was prying this guy off of Acuna, another one ran onto the field and rushed towards Acuna, appearing to make contact with him, knocked him over to the, knocked him to the ground. But some were saying that he was trying to get the security guard off of his buddy. And, uh, but I'll tell you this, I mean, Acuna, Acuna wasn't injured or anything, but at that point in time, shoot him, shoot him, kill him. I don't, this is, we were talking about this yesterday. I know this sounds harsh and people are going, what? They're, in the world we live in, people don't care anymore. They'll do what they want to do, and you can't. And then they'll comp- then these are the people that will complain about it that they got knocked over, or that they uh, are injured somehow because security knocked them down, and they just don't have a concept of, as to any sort of respect or rationale for rules because it's their life. It's we're breathing their air, and at this point in time, the less people breathing their air, the better. It it's it's ridiculous that these people go out and do these things time and again in today's day and age when you don't know when we see mass shootings, we see stabbings, we see, I mean, all you got to do is turn on the nightly news. Somebody's going into a mall, somebody's going into a gas station, somebody's going into a school, somebody's going into church and doing whatever it is they want to do. And I was out yesterday and two of the guys that I played golf with are are police officers. And they're like, we can't even finish our paperwork for a guy. They just went through a guy down in Racine uh, County with, that stole a car, led the police on a high-speed chase, drove through yards in, in everything, just had no concern for anybody on the, on the sidewalks, driving through yards, kids in the yards, the whole thing. And the guy was let out by the judge let, in less time than it took the police officers to finish the paperwork because – they don't want to deal with it. It's all. Oh, it's just a. It's just a stolen car, and it's gotten to the point where people don't care anymore. We just see, you know, just because you turn your turn signal on, people just come over. They just they'll run into your car and blame you for being there and breathing in their space. It's time to just start getting rid of these people, you know, that have no care, no concern for anybody else in humanity other than themselves. So when you see something like this happen. And then suddenly there's complaints. Well, how dare the security knock this guy over? How dare this guy do this? This And then a second one runs onto the field. No care or concern for anybody else. He's going to go get his buddy. It's just at, at what point do we as a society say, for those who don't give a damn about rules and respect, we're done with you. We're done with you. We're not asking for anything that we don't give you. We're not asking for you to be some kind of this unbelievably up, upstanding citizen or anything like that. All we're saying is, is you have no care and concern for us, so why should we give a damn about you? And I, when I saw this, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Shoot him. The minute you get him off of Acuna, shoot him so he can't get up. 
And if it kills him, it kills him. So be it. But this guy rushed into this guy's space with no care, no concern, nothing for anybody else's welfare but his own. F him, man. Shoot him dead right there. That I, And that will end this crap. That'll. I mean, you talk about other countries that have really stiff penalties for things that we look the other way on here in this country, and they don't have crime. Now, it may be completely barbaric, I get it, but after a while, people will start stop committing the crimes. But I just some of this stuff is just amazing that is allowed to happen. And I can't I, I, I listen to the police police talk about what they go through. And good God, I, I'm just like stunned that they're that they have to put up with this because the law isn't gonna do anything. Nothing gonna happen. Monica Sellis, you're right, stabbed in Germany. Fan runs out, stabs her in the back. You saw the guy that was attacked, the first base coach for the Kansas City Royals down in Chicago. He was just standing there coaching first base. Two guys jumped out and attacked him. You don't know. You don't know. So if you, it should just be respect everybody. And they've even got nets up now. You know? So to me, you roll him off, bang. Shoot him in the legs, whatever, he can't move. And if, if, he, if something happens, so be it. So be it. Just, man, oh, just crazy, just crazy that people just do this stuff, and they get a ticket. They get a ticket. It's just it's just bananas, man. Uh, 877-867-1670. There was three security gar- guards on the guy trying to pull him off a of CUNA, and another guy ran onto the field. And then the three security guards picked the guy up and were carrying him off the field. He was still fighting with the security guards. <sighs> Done. Talk to you later. I, I'm, I'm waiting way long. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back on a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Real quick before we uh, get to the top of the hour, our buddy Mike Clemens calling in. Uh, Michael, what you got for us? Packers making kind of a surprise move. Matt Orzik is the long snapper. Now, he's the guy that we all expect was going to get the job. They released him. But the reason they did is that they think that they can get them on waivers and then bring him back on the 53. But after today, a player that they want to hang on to that's injured but won't be able to play against the Bears, but they want to spend more time with, they can put him on the injured reserve list tomorrow and bring him back later in the season. So that could be Dontavian Wicks, the wide receiver that they drafted, or Lou Nichols, the running back that they drafted, maybe even Tyler Goodson. Uh, So there's some player out there, or maybe somebody got hurt on Saturday against the Seahawks, but they'll cut the long snapper, bring him back in, you know, 36 hours, and then that way they can put an injured player they want to keep on the injured reserve where he can come back later in the season. Mike, great stuff. Uh, if you got anything else, uh, you want to hang through the top or you got to go? I can hang through the top for a couple minutes. You give me who's been okay. cut and I'll tell you what I think. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, we'll hang with Mike Clements for a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.